Welcome, everybody, and thanks for joining us on episode 22 of Health Talk with Dr. Kel. I'm Nikki Sterner, and today begins a four-part series dedicated to sugar, inside and outside of the body. In part one, we're going to discuss sugar, sucrose, plus many other types, and how it affects the gut. We'll talk about how it's damaging to the gut microbiome, contributing to leaky gut syndrome and inflammation throughout the digestive tract. In part two, we'll discuss sugar, fructose, and how it affects the liver. Sugar can be just as damaging to the liver as alcohol and can lead to non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. With all the high fructose corn syrup and processed foods and drinks today, we see more people with bulging bellies from the hardened scar tissue in their livers. In part three, we'll discuss sugar, glucose, and how it affects the brain. It can cause inflammation in the brain, leading to slowed cognitive function, mood disorders such as depression, and deficits in memory. Sugar has a drug-like effect in the reward center of the brain. It can become a food addiction for some, and others may develop obesity and diabetes as a result. We wrap up this series with part four, which discusses sugar on the outside of the body, the skin. Sugar is a natural humectant, meaning it draws moisture from the environment into the skin. It's hydrating. It's used in body scrubs as an exfoliant, but should not be used on the delicate skin of the face. Okay, so how many of you know someone with gut problems? Irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, colon inflammation, leaky gut syndrome, acid reflux, bloating in the belly? Every time you eat, you feel like a war is going on in your digestive tract. It makes it so hard to eat anything. It can feel so limiting. You feel like anything you eat makes you bloated and gassy. It's uncomfortable and it interrupts your sleep. You want to fix it, but nothing seems to work. The question becomes, are you feeding the good bacteria or the bad bacteria? Because that war you're feeling is real. We're gonna show you how to fight for the good guys and win. Welcome everyone to Health Talk with Dr. Kel. I'm Nikki Sterner and we have Dr. Kel and producer Eric here today with us. Hi Nikki. Welcome everybody. Hey. And we are on podcast number 22 and we're starting a series on sugar inside and outside the body, which I'm super excited to get into because I have a problem with sugar. Believe <laughs> me, <FYI>. today <laughs> you will want to stop eating sugar. I, I am looking forward to this. There's, Honestly, I need this. There's the hook to keep listening, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but before we do that, I wanted to say a quote and to discuss that. So I think goals should never be easy. They should force you to work even if they are uncomfortable at the time. And this is by Michael Phelps, who obviously has set many records and won many gold medals and knows how to set goals, right? Yes. So the goal so, of getting off sugar should not be easy? Everything. I agree with that. Yeah, it's definitely been uncomfortable every time I've tried, which has been multiple times. <laughs> so I thought this was really, you know, important for today to talk about goals because this has been a goal of mine, getting off sugar. And I just, for whatever reason, it's hard. I, I feel like... A death is happening to me every time I try it. Now that might be dramatic, but I do. I feel like I'm like losing my best friend, which is horrible. Do you have a well, going away party with sugary cake? To say yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm like, well, I better just have everything now. If I'm going to stop tomorrow. <laughs> That's a bad thing, isn't it, Dr. Kell? Go ahead. Hit me with it. It is. It is. Um, is that called addiction? <laughs> it is. And we've talked about addictions in the past. Like they should have, uh, you know, you got AA for alcohol. You need AA Although we'd call it something else for sugar, for caffeine, sugar, alcohol. for alcohol. Yeah. What? Yeah. S-A-A, sugar, alcohol, anonymous. <laughs> they they need to have that. I'm going to start that group. Um, <laughs> I'm going to start Somebody that group. out there, get it going. <laughs> okay, um, it's me. Are you in? 
<laughs> I'm in. Are you in? Okay, we got three members. The three founding members. A virtual high five here. Yeah, <laughs> virtual high five. So the, I did want to mention one thing from last week. We, t- we talked about COVID-19 in our last episode, and I've had people mention to me since then one of the things we failed to discuss or one of the reasons there were these shutdowns everywhere because they didn't shut down in Sweden, they didn't shut down in Belarus, and they didn't shut down in Haiti either, apparently, and, mm. and, and there were less deaths in Haiti than anywhere else in the world, according to what they recorded. So uh, per capita. Mm. Point being, the shutdowns, I was reminded that the shutdowns were due to an effort to protect the hospitals from being overrun by sick people. Didn't happen in San Diego, by the way, and many places in the country it never happened. Did happen in New York, but I've been told that New York, even during flu season, often gets overrun with their hospitals. Uh, So it's a typical thing out there, even without COVID. Mm. But uh, just wanted to bring that up. Poor excuse that the hospitals are going to get overrun. What did they do in China? They built more of them. They built temporary facilities to help those who couldn't get into the hospitals. Uh, and that worked just fine here. We have all these vacant facilities in our in a, in, a, in different parts of the country that could have been used if things were overrun in areas uh, and, and could have done temporary shelters like China. But instead, we just shut down the economy and everybody's lives and, and the emotional stress caused by that, I believe, was far more damaging to, to human beings, their immune system, and, and our economy than, than COVID itself ever ever did damage to us. Yeah, and especially the kids, too. I mean, I was talking to... My, my son had his ingrown toenails cut out this morning, and I was talking to the doctor who performed the procedure. And, um, yeah, I was just saying how the kids were out for a full year of yeah. school. Yeah. yeah. And that- I, I do have to say some benefits of COVID. My oldest son, he does uh, Instagram videos. He's, he likes to drift. And, and so he's got like 20,000 followers on Instagram. Oh my gosh. Um, binge watching where, home. Where, right? where he, and, he, and he's been able to still get out and drift his cars. What In is fact, drift? Less, peop- le- less people on the road. You don't know what drifting I don't know. is? No. Okay. No, I'm out of oh it. my oh. goodness, Channel, Nikki. What is drift? Okay. <laughs> well, sliding sideways in the, your car. Uh, sliding sideways in your car. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, I'll, See, when no one's going to work for COVID, the freeway is open to drifting, right? Yes, yes. He had, he, he created more videos and don't, don't try uh, that at on, home, guys. on drifting and has a blast with that. He's out in Texas. His his wife also is an interior designer, and she does a bunch of Instagram uh, oh, cool. uh, things. And, and, and I should have had those uh, Instagram uh, connection links notes. for you, but we'll put those in yeah. the notes. There you go. Um, for all the drifters. And the, uh, if you're drifting or, or <laughs> wanting to prove the looks of your home, uh, we'll give you those links. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway. It. Well, I suppose we should get back to the topic today, sugar. That you were going to share something sugar. in the beginning there on on sugar. Yes, I you was. Were gonna, you were going to share a okay, little bit so about sugar. Subtle hint. Go. Yes, <laughs> here we go. Sugar or table sugar is also known as sucrose. There are actually many different types of sugars. Glucose, galactose, fructose, and lactose are all sugars, along with sucrose. Sucrose is made up of one molecule of glucose and one molecule of fructose joined together. Most of our sucrose comes from sugar cane. In Europe, sucrose comes mainly from sugar beets. All sugars are carbohydrates, which is the main source of energy for the body. Sugars are found in nature in a variety of fruits, vegetables, milk, and dairy products. Plants make sugars naturally through photosynthesis. Should also mention that fermented sugars are what what creates alcohol. You mean like fermented grapes? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what else? Wheat, that's the main barley, one. Wheat. corn. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, because grains are sugars, right? Yep. Yeah, uh, rice. However, isopropyl alcohol, the alcohol that we put on our skin all the time and cleaning things and is in every hand sanitizer out there, Yeah. comes from oil. Uh, it's, oil. It, it comes from oil. It's synthesized from oil. Uh, oil. Oil. Gas. The gas comes really? from, yeah, oil on the ground. Ugh. 
They uh, don't drink that. A lot of people don't realize wow. that, and apparently people do drink it and, and wow. uh, shouldn't share with that. Uh, those, those who can't afford the real thing, uh, uh, apparently it can damage your system more than just regular alcohol does, although all alcohols are bad for you, and we talked about that in the past. Yeah. And no, any amount of alcohol is damaging to the body and the brain um, and kills your gut flora. Well, sugar in its unfermented form is also really damaging to the body. And we're going to talk about sugar in the gut. Dr. Mm. Sir, Sir Heerden from uh, out of Sydney, he's an interventional gastroenterologist and he he hepatologist. In an article here, I wanted to share some things he, he says about it. He says, microbes refer to bacteria, viruses, fungi, and other microorganisms existing inside the human body. Trillions of these occupy the inside of the intestines and on the skin. Gut microbiome is the medical term for the microbes that are found in a certain part of the large intestine known as the cecum. There are up to 1,000 species of bacteria in an individual's, gus, individual's gut microbiome. Bacterial cells in the body outnumber human cells by almost 10 trillion. While most species are beneficial to our health, certain species are the cause of diseases. A diet that's high in processed food and added sugar can eliminate the beneficial bacteria in the human gut. The resulting balance can cause increased cravings for sugar, which further damage the gut. An unhealthy amount of unrefined sugar, especially high fructose corn syrups, mm. leads to inflammation in the body. This itself can lead to additional diseases, including certain types of cancer. They, uh, uh, so sugar, especially in the form of high fructose corn syrup, which you find in virtually everything today, anything processed, uh, all processed foods, almost all of them. Um, you know, we talked before about uh, the PFAS that, that that are in all the processed foods. Well, you've got added sugar in all the processed foods, and you've got uh, so many different things in those that are damaged to the body. Combine them all together, and uh, hence the, the people who live off processed foods, it, it affects their brain. They can't think as well. It affects their their gut, affects their liver, affects their heart, affects everything. So basically you shorten your life significantly. You don't need to be a smoker anymore. Just go just go <laughs> buy something from, from a fast food restaurant or, or microwave a meal mm. and uh, you're, uh, you're going at it. Any comments about that? Questions, guys? I was just going to say it'd be interesting to test two people. One who smoked from like the age of 18 on and the other one who ate out fast food every single day at, age, or, you know, at 18 on to see which one lived longer. Well, you know, the, the guy that did uh, 30 days eating... Yeah. Uh, uh, McDonald's. That was so crazy. Um, what did he do? Michael, was it? No. What's that guy's name? I can't think of his name yeah. either, but everybody. It's called Super Size Me. Yep. So he decided he did these 30 day challenges and he ate every meal at McDonald's for 30 days breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And he weighed himself before and had his cholesterol checked and all this kind of stuff. Mm. And he was a pretty healthy guy maybe 40, 35, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. And I and I can't give numbers to remember, but he gained all this weight. His cholesterol was just off the chart. Like, his health was going down. And the doctor's like, if you continue on this habit, like, you'll be dead within the year. Like, it was wow. so bad. So that triggered a bunch of stuff that restaurants aren't allowed to ask, do you want to supersize this? It made them reduce their drinks to try to have some healthy American lifestyle. But, yeah. Wow. It's really, really interesting video if you want to watch it. So Done, that's like, interesting. Like... Is less better than more? None's better than any. Right. It, <laughs> yeah. I want. Yeah, because if you are still taking it in. Sure. Well, the the thing with uh, all the processed sugar, uh, white sugar, brown sugar. A lot of people think, oh, brown sugar is better. It's basically they took white sugar and put some molasses in it. It's five percent molasses <laughs> and called it brown sugar. Originally, 
brown sugar was unrefined sugar, so it hadn't been broken down all the way. Now they just add some molasses back in. Fool you. Mm. Um, so it's even more unhealthy for you. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, you know, the molasses, I don't know. There's the, I suppose you could argue the point. But uh, either way, it's, it's not good for you. Um, doing doing essentially the same things. Leaky gut syndrome. Here's a, here's another thing from uh, Dr. Sahirden. An increase of pathogenic bacteria, which is the species of microorganisms that cause diseases, can lead to a condition known as dysbiosis. An increase of this type of bacteria causes changes in the internal mucosal barrier of the intestines. With a reduction of beneficial bacteria along this barrier, its permeability is altered, allowing harmful substances to pass through. This then leads to leaky gut syndrome, which launches an inflammatory response targeting the substance that leaks through the intestine of, of the wall. What happens, research is showing that processed sugars that enters, enters your body, the microbes in there uh, normally would take, uh, for instance, all the fruits you eat, uh, you know, bananas, apples, oranges, they are the type of sugar in there is fructose, okay? So the fructose goes into you, it gets broken down. Sorry, wait, let me interrupt real quick. Yep. Is fructose the same as high fructose? High fructose corn syrup is not the same okay. thing. just clearing um, it, it, Technical terms, I suppose. But the high fructose corn syrup is essentially broken down sugar and liquefied. Mm. But sucrose itself, as, as mentioned earlier in what you were initially saying, is when it goes into the body, the body breaks off the glucose it's absorbed, and the fructose goes through to the liver. And then the body, then the f liver breaks it down again um, into glucose, and then utilizes it by the body. Creates glycogen in the liver, stores in the liver, stores in the muscles, etc. Goes throughout your body. Too much glucose, and we're going to get into that too a little bit about the liver after we talk about the gut. It, that's what leads to fatty liver. But also that processed sugar overburdens your good bacteria, and it, it causes a die-off of the good bacteria and the bad mm. bacteria begins to overrun the system, leading to the leaky gut that we were just talking about. So that was a long way of describing that. Can you sum that up in like five seconds? <laughs> I was trying to follow along as <laughs> so I can paraphrase that. Essentially, you eat the sugar, goes into your stomach, bacteria in there, along with the lining, the cells that line the, the stomach, they are uh, trying to take in all the sugar all at once. And the bacteria can't, pro bacteria actually helps process the things you eat, break it down. And it basically, when you eat a piece of fruit, for example, you've got a whole bunch of fiber in the fruit and other substances in there. So the body takes it in and it, as it breaks it down all together, it all works together. Hmm. So it, that's, you know, God did it that way. So it all, it, it is all utilized by the body and, and it's not in an overabundance all at once. Whereas if you are eating, a, you're drinking a soda or Kool-Aid or whatever it might be, a, uh, you know, the energy drinks that are full of sugar and so many other things, the, the foods, the processed foods, they put a bunch of sugar in that. It doesn't have all that fiber in there and in other things that you would find in fruit. So it overloads the system, starts killing the bacteria, starts damaging the, the cells that live in your gut and they can't process all that stuff. It overloads and then it leaks through, you know, goes through into the, into the liver and then the liver can't deal with it either. And you get what's called fatty liver because the liver is uh, trying to process it all, but it, instead of turning it quickly into glucose like it normally does, it turns it into fat. And then the fat starts gathering around the liver and infiltrating the liver because there's, there's an overload. Does that make more sense? Yeah, it does. So the leftover what? extra sugar goes to the liver how? Through the intestines, goes goes through into the blood and the blood travels to the liver oh. before it goes throughout the body. The, another study that uh, talks about this same thing, it said, 
It's a fair evaluation. Too much of the sweet stuff is linked to a myriad of negative health effects like fatty liver disease, type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and some cancers. In a study published in the Journal of Science Translational Medicine, scientists announced another insidious sugar side effect. Research suggests sugar consumption can disrupt the gut microbiome, make animals vulnerable to colon inflammation. See, some of these studies have been done on animals. Can't always take the human and do it all and cut them open and see what it all looks like. Mm. Uh, so unfortunately, the, the little animals like the mice and rats, they get to be Tested. sacrificed to, mm. to help us. They, but they always say now that they do it in a humane way. So for those of you who are concerned about um, for the benefit of, of humans, yes, uh, they give them those little creatures that, that, that you're screaming or afraid of and don't want in your house or your garage or roaming through the sewers, um, they get used to help mm-hmm. help us. Anyway, inflammation, let's see, and may lead to inflammatory bowel disease like Crohn's disease. The average American eats 77 grams of sugar daily, a number that dwarfs the recommended amount of 25 daily grams. I was going to ask that question. Three times so, what so normally. the FDA recommends you eat 25 grams. Yeah. That's not bananas and apples. Well, no, that is banana. That is Uh-oh. where you should get it from. You should be get it, getting it from bananas, apples, oranges, and cetera, instead of through the processed foods and drinks that we take in every day. And I, and I would say that 77 grams is probably a small number for a lot of people, especially in America, because the Western diet, we're over, I, I bet it's double, even triple that amount for a lot of, a lot of our youth today. I mean, live off this stuff. So if you do sneak a few bananas and apples in your diet, don't go find a soda that has 25 grams of sugar and be like, okay, I had my daily sugar. <laughs> yeah, next time you grab something off the shelf, look at the sugar content in it and, and count count how many grams there are of sugar in that one drink. And you've probably yeah. already hit yeah. the daily recommended value. Most cola, a can of cola has anywhere from 40 to 55 grams of yeah. sugar. Yeah. Just one 12 ounce. Yeah. And if you look at... The, I hate to say restaurants, but go to a restaurant, right, and get their normal large size. It's probably 32 to 40 plus ounces of soda. So now you're 200 grams of sugar in one drink without the refill. Yeah. However, there is a promising thing here that I learned as I was I was doing some research here. People who are concerned, you know, obviously the sugar is making everybody fat. Uh, fatty liver, fat on the body, the, when the body, when the liver can't, process it all properly you get fat around the liver but you get fat around the heart you get fat around the belly you get fat around the butt you get man uh, boobs how about you, that you get man <laughs> boobs <laughs> yes <laughs> all those things happen from eating an excess amount of carbohydrates in the day and that's why the low carb diets are really coming into being and we're going to talk more about this in the future when we hit the low carb or, or the dieting phase of you know we're going to do uh, several part series series on different types of diets and how how diets work and and sugar is a you know, that's the number one thing cut out, carbohydrates when you're doing a low-carb diet. Um, and you you need some. You need some. But it needs to be good and it needs to be the healthy here. Another part of the article, unless you had any other comments. I was, well, go ahead and finish and then I'll. For decades, scientists have known that sugar can throw metabolism and insulin responses out of whack, a shift that can cause a cascade of downstream effects. What they don't know, however, is how sugar influences inflammatory bowel disease. IBDs, like Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis, are increasingly common and plague an estimated 3.5 million people worldwide. I think the number is far larger than that. Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) uh, These diseases can profoundly impact daily life, causing symptoms, symptoms including severe diarrhea, abdominal pain, weight loss, and fatigue. And I like this part here, weight loss. So if you consume lots of sugar and then you get Crohn's disease, you don't need to go on a low-carb diet. You're 
you're just going to lose weight because you're not absorbing any nutrients anyway, and so your body will just slowly deteriorate, and you'll get real thin. So, mm, hey, getting way. cancer, too, makes you thin, too. So, um, yeah. you know, do whatever, which one you seem as more important. Yeah. So I was going to talk about sugar and what it's doing inside of your gut, because your gut is like your immune system, right? Yes. Well, yeah, well, and we already talked a little bit about that, but to put two and two together, once that bacteria, oh, the other thing I didn't mention is as you get that sugar rush, um, you mentioned addiction earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, let's come back to addiction in a second. Okay. So uh, you got the sugar in there. It's killing off your bacteria. It's, it's disrupting the function of your cells. Um, and so all of a sudden you're not absorbing your nutrients properly um, and not absorbing the nutrients then can cause damage to your brain, cause damage to all your organs. Uh, the other thing they're finding, you know, ADD kids, here's the thing with addiction. When you have sugar, it causes a dopamine release in the brain, which when dopamine is released, it's something that makes your brain feel good. So you're going, hey, I just had that piece of cake or that mm. piece of pie. I feel better for a little bit. Wow, if I eat more of that, I can keep feeling good, feeling good, feeling good. Oh. And so the body gets this cycle going and it excites the brain. And in children, I mean, if, if you got kids with ADD, get them off the sugar. Uh, you know, it, it, there's varying reports out there for a time. There, You could see research, I was, oh no, ADD has nothing to do with sh sugar. Well, there's all kinds of, all kinds of evidence now that uh, even if you can't blame ADD or ADHD on the sugar itself, the sugar, the carbohydrates, the processed food, aggravate the symptoms severely. Mm -hmm. So, and it disrupts the brain function. So you can't think as clearly when you're eating that kind of food. I, I remember years ago, I, I went into, right before taking a test, I hadn't really eaten uh, much before. And uh, it was at a time where, you know, I'd, I'd drink a soda and, you know, the caffeine kind of wake me up and the sugar would seem to wake me up a little bit too, obviously from the dopamine response. I'd feel a little better. Well, I, 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 I bought a Mountain Dew. And it was like a 32-ouncer, and I chugged the whole thing before the test. Ooh. Well, guess what? I failed the test. When I got in there, I couldn't remember half of the stuff. I, and, and that right then, it told me, okay, I can't do this again. Uh, the stuff in there is really disrupting my thought processes. And this is what happens to little kids, you know. They're, they're getting a crappy meal in the morning. They're a bowl of cereal and milk and, and probably the Cocoa Puffs. I'm sorry, General Mills. But, uh, <laughs> sorry, Kelly. Uh, your, your cereal's <laughs> crap, you know. I, I know you probably create some that are good and healthy, but you got all, all this stuff that the kids are eating is is destroying their brain. So they get to school and they're supposed to sit there and think and their minds wander and they, they can't focus on anything. And, and the food they're getting put in their bodies in the morning that's what's causing it so stop it mm -hmm. parents yeah real uh. quick i want to interject here we talked about an app several episodes ago where you can scan the barcodes of your food and you brought it up i don't remember nikki what it i was. think you did it was environmental working group wasn't it yes yeah so i i got that and i went through all the cereals in our closet and oh. holy cow like <clears throat> you you look at you know the cocoa puffs and, and all these cereals and you're like oh well, obviously those have sugar they can't be good for you but then you look at like the raisin brands and the you know, quote unquote, oh, somewhat looking healthy. healthy. Yeah, oh, the healthier okay. stuff. Special no K different. was higher on the list of being unhealthy than cocoa puffs. Well, wow. and even look at those that are the granola ones. Yeah, yep. the next supposed to be the next step yep. up. They're yeah. just as bad. So they rank oh. it. If you do find the app, they give you a scale of like one to ten, and I don't remember which one's which now. Ten being unhealthy or one being unhealthy, but they 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 rank it and and it goes through all these cereals and man, like 
they appear to be healthy because like, oh, we got raisins and bran and all this stuff, but they're not healthy for you. Well, and they list all kinds of vitamins that are in there. Yeah. Synthetic. Yeah. Synthetic, synthetic. Mm. Can't say it. They're they're not natural vitamins coming from natural sources. They're made in a lab. No. Um, Unfortunately, you got to go buy the like $18 per little bag granola to get Yeah, or make your own. Yeah, or make your own. Make your own. I mean, when you're looking for a solution, I say give the food you should be eating in the morning that, you know, have the eggs and the vegetables mixed in with the eggs, scrambled eggs with, you know, uh, mix in some leafy greens and this kind of stuff my wife does uh, in the morning when she's making food. Um, She'll make scrambled eggs and, and Put in all the vegetables with it, and and it tastes great. So mm-hmm. you don't, the, you're getting your protein. You want a, a balance of proteins, fats, and carbohydrates, uh, but you want those carbohydrates to be complex carbohydrates, not not the simple sugars that are put in the cereals. All right, before we go on, I wanted to talk about um, the gut a little more. Okay. So like when I eat sugar, which happens every day, fortunately, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I notice um, like I'll take. The lactic acid supplement through standard process, which is supposed to help, you know, feed the good bacteria. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I took a probiotic, too, because I know that I'm kind of, like, trying to balance out. Are you trying to ask me how you can cheat, Nikki? I am cheating. Um, That's what I'm telling the, you. I'm cheating. The, uh, but I feel like a war going on in my gut, like, sometimes. Like, well, I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Because they're literally fighting. Like, I can feel it. Like, they battling it out. Are. They yeah. absolutely are. Well, it's crazy. Okay, if you want, to, do you want me to give you my recipe for cheating. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> okay. First of all, you shouldn't cheat because cheaters dun, dun, dun. never win. <laughs> yeah. We're going to kick you off yeah. the podcast. Yeah, okay. Dang it. Okay, <laughs> okay one, let me lie. One, one of, one I don't of eat the, sugar. <laughs> one of the things I always do, or, or try to always do, if I have those moments like everybody does, and okay, I'm not trying to talk like I'm perfect because I'm far from perfect, but But you have this been perfect is all for about, how many days? Oh, I've been on, uh, this Sunday will be eight weeks uh, with zero processed foods or zero Snaps sugars. for you. <laughs> um, and just Eight been weeks? Eat, eating fruit and fruits and vegetables. I've lost 14 pounds. And, wow. And, uh, it works. Um, it works. Just cutting it out. I didn't go on any diet. I just changed what I was eating. Wow. Uh, and there, just started though. eating eating organic fruits and vegetables and 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 uh, wild caught uh, cod and salmon. Uh, don't don't have the farm farm raised stuff. Uh, Wait, it, FYI, do not overcook your salmon like I did last night. It is terrible. Salmon jerky. Oh, it's just <laughs> terrible. I remember Dr. Ingrid telling me that, like, just don't overcook it and you'll be fine. And I overcook everything. Smoked salmon's the best. It's, oh, it was horrible. Smoked salmon's the best because it, it's, you know, I'm not big on sushi anymore because you can get parasites and stuff from sushi. Yeah. And uh, there are some great parasite cleanse out that cleanses out there. Uh, Standard Process does one of them. We'll put up links with those kinds of things yeah. too, but uh, in, in the in the notes, in the podcast notes. Well, anyway, we're kind of off real, the topic. Real quick for our listeners. Dr. Kell, who knows so much about the human body, is not perfect. And I want to put that out there. For all you guys who are like, oh, I can't give up sugar or I can't mm-hmm. take it out of my life. He hasn't either. He's trying now and he's doing a really good job, but he's not perfect. And that's okay. Like, don't feel like you have to have this perfect lifestyle. We're just giving you suggestions and ideas on how to have a healthier lifestyle, right? One, right. one thing I've discovered in life, and I think we all really know, but we ignore, is fear is one of the greatest motivators out there. COVID-19 proved that. Yeah. Well... This is what I'm doing today is I'm trying to make you fearful of sugar so that so that at least it helps reduce your consumption and improves your health. Obviously for for many it's it is an addiction. It's it, so that addiction is hard to break. And but typically like uh, subtle addictions like I would call a subtle addiction caffeine, sugar, 
alcohol is not a solo addiction. Most most drugs, okay. uh, <laughs> uh, uh, actually, cocaine they show is not necessarily addictive. Uh, it ha- it it. It, it um, when it's mixed with other things, it is. But but in and of itself, that's one of the things that made it so popular at one time. Is you could stop doing it and not get addicted to it. Don't start. However, don't start. Don't, don't start cocaine. Uh, We're not at least using that. other drugs. And, and in fact, you don't. You know, they mix it with everything else, and that's why you got all these other drugs out there like methamphetamines that are highly addictive and and uh, brain damaging. All these things. Anyway, go go on and on and out about that the point with sugar is it's mildly addictive in the sense if you can get off sugar three four five days straight you can release yourself from that and and i have to say when i started this it's probably the third day for me was the worst even when i've done diets in the past it always seems like the third day for me is the hardest some they find it right away or there's a few days longer but that's what i would say if you're going to do some things hit the low carb diet i'm not doing a low carb diet however ironically by eating the way i'm eating I am eating a low-carb diet. Uh, however, I'm still eating plenty of fruit. Um, so my carbohydrate levels are probably at that level of about 25, 35 grams of, of uh, carbohydrates a day, but they're in the form of, of the fructose from fruit mixed with all the fiber. And that's what, back to the cheat. One of the things I do if I, you know, okay, you go to a birthday party, they got cake and mm, gotta have some of that cake. Mm-hmm. Or, know. you know, um, I take fiber pills. I throw in some fiber pills, and I like the ones from Standard Process. You know, we go back to Standard Process. There are lots of others. Um, gastro fiber. But I take the gastro fiber. I'll yeah. pop four pills of gastro fiber, make a big piece That's of cake. Interesting. It, 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 so your cheat is fiber? Yes, my cheat is fiber. <laughs> okay, I can um, do that. Because fiber, uh, anybody on a low-carb diet knows, that if, if they've studied a little bit, that uh, you can, when you look at the grams of sugar you take, and if you add in the grams of fiber you take, and you sub- can subtract them right. from the sugar because the sugar and the fiber... Uh, the gut, oh, gut loves the fiber. Uh, however, they're bad types of fiber, so you really need to be careful. Certain types of fiber are too rough. They can cause damage to your intestinal tract as well if you do the wrong kinds of fiber. I, I'm telling you the crap you buy over the counter at most the grocery stores um, long-term can damage your gut. So uh, get the good stuff. So back to sugar and the immune system in the gut, right? I don't think we're going to get to liver in this <laughs> I know. I'm like, <laughs> so okay. like people that get cancer sometimes will treat it naturally and yep. they that's like the first thing they cut out is sugar right yes because it does so much damage they to want to heal system. their gut yeah and they add what like greens and all vegetables and well a lot of the uh you know I've, I've done some studying of different natural ways of treating cancer in the body um had family members that have, have used them successfully um one of my favorite ones is the gershon diet yeah um, and they're based out of San Diego, and, and you can go into Mexico to get the treatments because they've been outlawed in the United States. I uh, wonder why. Um, money, 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 once again. Um, they're outlawed? Oh, yeah. Some of the, some of the, uh, one of the things that uh, they do in the Gershon diet uh, down in Mexico is they, uh, part of the, part of the uh, diet is, is laetrile pills, and that's made from the pits of uh, apricots. And, uh, um, you know, the years ago, I think it was even back in the, I think it was in the 80s, there's a big thing on Leotril is it doesn't cure cancer, doesn't anything. Well, it's not the Leotril curing the cancer. It's, it's helping the, it's helping in the process. And, but what they're really doing, the whole idea of is, of the whole Gershon diet and, and there are many other diets doing different things with similar principles, but taking all the load, the digestive load off the body. 
So many of the things that they do, mm. they're taking the vegetables and fruits and they're um, juicing. juicing them. And mm -hmm. so that you're getting the nutrients and initially you're juicing them and just drinking the juice. Um, you're having uh, several cups a day of, of vegetable juice, carrot juice, apple juice. Um, and, and some may argue, oh, no, you're getting a bunch of sugar because you don't have the fiber in there. Well, what it's doing is there's, it's still full of nutrients. And, yes, you are getting the fructose from there. It's not the same as eating a spoonful of white sugar. Um, granted, you're not getting the fiber there initially in that, in that way, but that's all you're having. You're basically living on that for a few days. And uh, it's taking the whole load off, the digestive load off the body. So all of a sudden your body's like in a state of, thank you, I have some time to rest. Yeah, and, uh, I can do other stuff. And then it can start fighting the cancer. And so... So are you recommending this as a diet or are you giving the caution? I've actually gone on the diet myself for mm. like 30 days, not with the Laetrile because yeah. you gotta, can't get it in the United States. Mm. Um, but I did. I, you, you can go on the Gershon uh, website and you can basically see the diet and uh, you can do it yourself. Uh, it's not an easy thing to do. Is this the one with the coffee enemas? Yes, coffee yeah. enemas. Uh, they say that the coffee uh, um, actually, okay, we've said caffeine is how horrible is it for you, but, but, enema for but shooting, it up, <laughs> shooting it up the other end <laughs> um, actually uh, enters the bloodstream through the colon, um, goes through the liver and helps detox the, li detox the liver, and you're only okay. doing it temporarily. You're not like living off... Yeah coffee enemas um, and it's just part of the detoxing process menu. because your liver typically if, if you it, you know cancer is mutating cells uh, mutating cells occur when your body's not functioning normally uh, so um, the nutrients aren't getting to the cells uh, the cells aren't expelling their waste properly and they start multiplying in a mutated form hence cancer mm. um, and so the body's immune system one of the reasons the body's immune system has a hard time fighting cancer is because the uh, um, body doesn't recognize those cells immediately or at all as a foreign substance in the system so it ignores it and lets it grow oh. and so in fact there's more re more research being done where uh, they're they're trying to uh, target the cancer cells with um, foreign substances so the body will recognize them as a foreign entity and, and start killing them off. Um, whereas in the natural forms of diets aimed at, at killing the cancer in your body, it's like, it's basically taking the load off the body. When you take the load off the body and the body now is functioning like it should normally, then it can recognize the cancer and start killing it itself. One of the reasons it doesn't recognize it is because the body's not working like it should. And yeah, like I was just gonna say then. So kind of for a good reset, try this for thirty days, and it just gets your body back carbonized and ready to go. They, uh, um, yeah, I just read recently, and for some reason his name uh, slips my mind. A golfer, um, <laughs> Tiger Woods. Uh, no, not Tiger, but uh, he's, he's, he's in California. Bill Mickelson. Yes, Ooh, you got it. Nailed it. Ding ding ding. <laughs> winner, good winner, job, winner. Nikki. Um, yeah, he's been in the news lately because he's lost a fair amount of weight and kind of came up with his own diet and what he does once a week he'll he'll fast for 36 hours uh oh, wow. every seven days i think uh 36 hours out of that seven day cycle he he fasts Do some golf and, and I, I haven't looked at the uh, diet yeah. specifically so i don't know exactly what else he eats and stuff but he's lost a lot of weight it said he he's he claims that's what's really improved his golf game 
and kept being, he's 50 years old and he's kept his golf game. Uh, he's still playing with the young guys. Wow. Uh, How often can, is this 36 fast? 36 hour fast? Every week. He, he does it every week. Every week. Every week he wow. does it. Um, he, and he gives his body a reset, he says. And and uh, and same kind of thing with this Gershon diet. It basically takes the load off the body. I, I'm guessing he drinks water during that 36 hours, but I'm not sure. Yeah. And you stop feeding the bad stuff. with. You're giving sugar, your body yeah. a break. You know, so fast, intermittent fasting is really good for you. Say 24 hours is a, is a good amount of time. Not sure why he picked 36. Uh, probably some science Specialist. there to it that uh, someone who's done some kind of research that um, advised him that 36 was better than 24. Don't know. Have to look more into that. We'll talk about it in the yeah, future. We should do we'll... a podcast on intermittent fasting. That's getting yeah. really popular. Yeah. Yeah. When we when we really get into the diet series, and we should, we'll probably do that in the next you know month or so. Um, we'll talk more about these kinds of things. Anything else, Nikki? Did you have a question about <laughs> I think, I think that was it. Okay. Are you scared of sugar yet? <laughs> we need to keep much, going. I'm so scared. As a summary, sugar in the gut is a bad thing, you're saying. <laughs> bad so for the gut. Bad. Screw up the gut, screws up everything else it in your system. It feeds the bad bacteria, which then overpowers the good bacteria, which makes us sick and causes inflammation throughout the digestive tract. The inflammation tract. is what causes to be sick, you know. Once, we, once we're inflamed, set off our immune system because our immune system is activated in a state of inflammation. It's activated in a state of infection. Mm-hmm. Same, very similar process going on, except the cells are differentiating in different ways when they're fighting a virus as opposed to dealing with the inflammatory So it's kind of like an infection. It like does. You're infecting yeah. your body yeah. with the wrong you foods. Are. You are. It could be looked at that way, too. It's just another type of infection. Yeah. Um, you're just infection, infecting it with a with a substance the body doesn't like yeah. and, the, and the microbes don't like instead of a virus or bacteria or fungus that the body doesn't like. And then you're strengthening the bad bacteria. Yeah, and then you, you know you're killing yourself. You're 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 Slowly. reducing your lifespan. Uh, you're reducing your quality of life. You know, I've always said, be nice to live a long time, but I don't want to live a long time if my quality of life isn't good. I want to be, I want to, I want my brain to still work and my body to still function. Yeah. When that when those two things go, or one or the other severely goes, being here just isn't as fun. Disneyland is not as fun. Yeah. If if. You know, it's you amazing though. Those abilities your body talks to you though. Like, I'm, it's amazing how much if you actually are in tune with your body, you'll get those early signals, right? Yes. It's just that a lot of people. Well, when you start shutting them down when you're a child, yeah. I mean, when your parents are feeding you all kinds of crap, uh, mothers check your baby food. A lot of sugars put in baby food too. Sure. Um, yeah. So make sure you, you know it, when you're fed that way from the time you're a baby. Yeah. You're you're dealing with chronic inflammation from the time you're. A baby. That's true. And like if you eat a lot of sugar, you get like used to eating a lot of sugar versus if you don't eat it very often, then your body kind well, of tells you like, oh, you, you've I'm heard kind of drug tolerance, right? Yeah. Same thing, right? You get sugar tolerance. Sugar tolerance. Yeah. Uh, insulin tolerance is another term um, and, and another thing there, but it's all tied together. Uh, so the more sugar you eat, the more dopamine produced, the more your brain accommodates to that and the more sugar it wants to mm. get that same dopamine release. So you crave it more and yep. more. You crave it just like you would a drug that's giving that same dopamine release. Yes. So like we said at the beginning, we're going to be starting our Sugar Anonymous group. Um, call Nikki. So yeah, you can Nikki's, call 1-800-SUGAR. Nikki is the chairman. No more. <laughs> We'll be we'll be getting that going, so just check the notes for that. Did you maybe want to give, your, give out your email, Nikki, on this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll put that in the notes, maybe. <laughs> All right. Anything else for our listeners today, guys? 
Nope, we're moving forward in the next one. I'm going to talk about uh, the liver and sugar, and and uh, we'll see what we get through on the next one. Yes. Moving on to brain. I have a lot of questions about sugar, you know. Okay. I yes. want to know more. Well, any yes. any anybody that, you know. Eats a lot of w- sugar. When you're talking to an addict, <laughs> you got to talk to him differently than you would the average That's person. Right. And he, we love you. He right. qualify you in this, this sense. She's, she's basically come out. Um, as, come out. She's a closet sugar fiend. Thank you for your support, as everyone. A closet, closet addict. Um, and who knows? Maybe sugar addiction leads to other drug addiction. I mean, serious alcohol yeah. addiction. That's heroin, guys. Uh, That's you know, sugar. they, they say the gateway drugs. They say the, the yeah, like sugar could be a gateway, a gateway right. substance. To you caffeine. know, we, we uh, uh, don't caffeine. snort the sugar. It hurts your nose. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I prefer it in my mouth. Okay. Well. And anyway. There you go. All right, so thanks for listening today. Um, we are going to continue this talk on sugar uh, next week, and I'm looking forward to that as well because I want to know what it's doing in my sugar. liver. Yeah. Uh, so if you enjoyed this podcast, please do share it with your friends and family. If you have sugar addicts in your family, let them know there is hope. The okay? There is hope. 1-800-NO-MORE-SUGAR. <laughs> sugar no more. <laughs> All right, thanks for joining us, everyone. We'll see you next week. Next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, yes, our podcasts drop every Tuesday. Thanks, everybody. While we make every effort to broadcast correct information, we are still learning. We will double-check all facts, but realize that medicine is a constantly changing science and art. One doctor may have a different way of doing things from another. We are simply presenting our views on how to live a healthy lifestyle that will be as evidence-based as possible. We welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors. We take no money from drug or device companies. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. Under no circumstances shall Dr. Kel Fullerton or any guests or any contributors to the podcast or any employees, associates, or affiliates of Dr. Kel Fullerton be responsible for damages arising from use of this podcast. This blog should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis of expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on this podcast. Our website, blog, and podcasts are all HIPAA compliant. While you may give your email address to subscribe to the website posts or to post information on the website blog, we will never share your email address or contact information with any third parties without your explicit permission. The contents of Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast and the show notes are all copyrighted. All blog posts, podcasts, and show notes that are distributed to the public for free can be redistributed via hard copy or electronic copy for free only if Health Talk with Dr. Kell is included as the acknowledged author within the actual media that is being redistributed. The Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast is a production of The Orange Stack with executive producers Dr. Kell Fullerton and Eric Hammond and host Nikki Sterling.